Well, grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us. We want to welcome our visitors. We even have some former members with us this morning. And so we're so glad that you're here with us today. Lots of things going on at LaGrange Church of Christ. We can't even put all of them in the announcements, but would encourage you to to look at your bulletin and look at Facebook and other things where we announce many of these um, events that are uh, coming up. This Wednesday, we're continuing our summer series um, Charlie Johansson from the Brentwood Oaks Church of Christ in Austin will be with us. And if you can be here, I would encourage you to do so. Charlie's a, a wonderful speaker. I know you'll be blessed by his message. And so we just wrapped up a series on the book of Revelation, and now we're transitioning to, to a series that we've done for several years now called Preaching from the Poets. If you are a visitor here, basically what this is is we're looking at the spiritual message behind some popular songs that, that people hear on the radio nowadays. And kind of give you some background, if, if you look in the book of Acts, you'll notice that, that Paul preaches Christ any time that he gets the chance. But how he preaches Christ depends on who his audience is. And so he doesn't expect his audience to adjust to him. He meets them wherever they're at. And so, for instance, when he speaks to a Jewish audience, he relies heavily on Jewish scriptures. He speaks of Abraham, Moses, and David, but he always ends with Christ. When he speaks to non-Jewish audiences, these people were sometimes often referred to as, as Gentiles, he understands that they're unfamiliar with the Bible. They don't know the Jewish scriptures They don't know anything about Abraham, Moses, or David. So he uses sources that are familiar to them. And we see this in one occasion in Acts chapter 17 and verse 28, where Paul uses pagan poets to preach about God. And he arrives in the same place that he does with the Jewish audience. He always preaches Christ. Well, there are several lessons that we can learn from this. As our culture continues to grow more and more secular, we're going to have to become as savvy as Paul in reaching out to others. And so we're at a tipping point in our country. A recent Pew survey showed that only 56% of Americans believe in the God of the Bible. 56% believe in the God of the Bible. And less and less people are attending church each year. This means that there are a lot of people in this country, in our culture, with a very limited spiritual vocabulary. They are unfamiliar with the Bible. They don't know the stories that we have grown up with. And so we're going to have to reach them in other ways. We're going to have to use poets and and, and other things to, to reach them with the gospel of Jesus, just as Paul did long ago. Now, the song we're looking at this morning is You Say by Lauren Daigle. And Lauren is a Christian artist, and I don't typically choose Christian artists in this series. Uh, but, but Lauren has had tremendous crossover success. She was, she's won several Grammys, and her, her last album debuted at number three in the uh, Billboard Top 200. And so her songs, they are played on mainstream radio as well as Christian radio. If you learn a little bit about Lauren, she is someone who's committed to her faith, and this comes across in her lyrics. She, uh, she spent a year as a missionary in Brazil before going off to college. Um, 
you know, someone who gives up a, a year of their life so they can help others and, and share the message of Jesus. That's a special individual. And, and you say the song that we're looking at is her most popular song today. And it's easy to see why it's catchy. It's a song that's on the radio, and I'm sure um, a lot of people who listen to it and sing along with it, they do so without even realizing maybe what the song is about, especially those who hear it on uh, just the, the contemporary radio stations and not Christian radio. They, they probably sing along, and they, they, they never pay attention to the lyrics. In fact, this is something that happens all the time. One of the most famous examples of this occurred in 1963 when a group called The Kingsmen released their hit single, Louie Louie, and it reached number one on the charts, and no one had any clue what they were singing about. You couldn't make out any of the words or anything, so much so that the FBI got involved, and they investigated the song because it was impossible to make out the words. You know. Uh, now, if you listen to Lauren Daigle, she sings clearly and beautifully, but still, a lot of people just listen to the tune, and they never pay attention to what's being said. And this is a shame because this song is one of the most meaningful songs that has been produced in recent years. And the lyrics and the poetry of this song will bless you whether you like the music or not. And so it begins with a problem that that most of us have probably wrestled with at various points in our own life. And so these are the first few lines. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. So the question being addressed here is where do we find our identity? And this is a question that every single person has to answer, whether you're religious or not. We're going to find our identity in something. So what's it going to be? And we struggle with this in our culture. Many people are confused about gender identity, and I'm sure you've heard about that. You know, most of us grew up in a time when there were two genders. You were either male or female. Now there are many different genders, and and people are confused And why is this? It's because people are wrestling with identity issues. It goes deeper than gender. It goes far beyond gender. And we live in a culture full of lies. We're constantly bombarded by them. And we hear them all the time, and and many of these lies go in one ear and out the other, but some of them don't. Some of them, they, they affect us personally. So every time we we look at the magazine rack in the grocery store, we're reminded that our culture says that we're supposed to look a certain way. And political parties tell us that we're supposed to think like they think. And social media tells us that we need to have perfect lives. You see Instagram and and all these pictures of, of people who seem to have no problems. And we're surrounded by various influences that tell us that we need to look and to act and speak a certain way. And this is why many people are confused about who they are and who they should be. And the song understands the culture in which we live. The second line speaks of all the lies that that tell us that we do not measure up. And we've heard these lies. 
And some of us have believed them. We're told that we're not pretty enough, or we're not good enough, or we're not talented enough. And we encounter messages like this on a regular basis. And we may also wonder if we're just the sum of every high and every low. Is this it? Is there more to life than the day in and day out monotony that we experience on a regular basis? That's a question that many people wrestle with. And the song asks, remind me once again just who I am. And you hear the confusion. Who are we? Again, this is one of the most important questions that we will ever answer. Everyone has an identity. What is it? And again, this is not just a religious question. Identity is for anyone. And identity is a central theme in Scripture. And so as God is creating Adam and Eve, he makes their identity known. We see this questions of identity beginning to be answered in Genesis chapter 1. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so Adam is male and Eve is female. And this is part of who they are. It's part of their identity. But it does not tell us everything about them. And the main source of their identity is God. They are human beings created in the image of God. And guess what? So are you and I. This is who we are. God has put his stamp on each of us. The song begins by asking several questions about identity, and then in the chorus it gives us the answers to these questions. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think that I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. Who am I? Well, I'm someone who is loved. I'm someone who is strong. I'm someone who is being held and, and, and I belong. And after hearing the chorus, you might say, well, well, that's nice, but, but who is this you who's saying all this stuff? And most of us can probably guess, but it's made clear later in the song, it's God. This isn't a love song. It's not about somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend. This song is about our identity in Christ. The Bible makes it clear that, that God wants us to know our identity. We are made in the image of God. But there's more to it than that. We have been adopted by God. We are sons and daughters of God. We belong to Him. And there are multiple places in the Bible where identity is addressed at length. And I just want to look at one of those this morning, but it's found in Colossians 2, 8 through 14. Um, Larry read one this morning from Galatians 2. You find it all over the place. But here, Paul writes, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority, in him 
Also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you are also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands that he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And so Paul begins in this passage much like the song does. There were many voices in Paul's day spreading lies about identity, and he talks about that. There were philosophies, and there were traditions, and there were worldly powers, and they were proclaiming a much different message than the one that was found in Scripture. Every culture spreads lies regarding identity. And and if you look at what Paul's saying closely, we learn that these lies, they're powerful. They imprison many people. And they keep people from living an abundant life in Christ. In the book of Colossians, Paul repeats the line, in him or sometimes with him. And he says it over and over again, in him, in him, in him. And when he does this, Paul's reminding us of our identity. We find our identity in him, in Christ. In baptism, we die to ourselves and we're raised a new creation. Our sins have been forgiven and we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're not defined by our highs or our lows. We are defined by our position in Christ. What is that position? Well, notice verses 9 and 10 again. In the ESV it says, For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him, who is the head of all rule and authority. The New American Standard Bible says, For in Him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in Him you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. The ESV says we have been filled. The NASB says that we have been made complete. Basically what it means, whether you look at either version, is that in Christ we are lacking in nothing. Does this mean we're perfect? No, not at all. Being a Christian means we're on a journey to look like Jesus. We're being sanctified every day. The Holy Spirit is in us, helping us to be transformed into the image of Christ. And and this is the path we're on. But because of our position in Christ, we lack nothing. We belong to Jesus. We are His, and this means that we're going to spend all eternity with Him. If Jesus comes back today, even though we're not perfected yet, we lack nothing because we're in Him. And our identity is tied to our future. And this is what's truly important. And this is proclaimed in the second verse of the song. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. What matters in life? You know, if you ask that question to a lot of people, 
you're going to get a lot of different answers. And you will learn that, that people place great importance on a lot of different things that matter very little in the grand scheme of things. And the only thing that really matters is what God thinks of us. We could ignore you know, all the other voices telling us who we are and what we should be, and we can just focus on God. But what does this mean for our life? Well, this is addressed in the third and the final verse of the song. Taking all I have, and now I'm laying it at your feet. You have every failure, God. You have every victory. Life is not about our failures and our victories. Whatever it is we face, whatever it is we're going through in life, we give it to God. And if we experience failure, then God can take what is bad and He can make something good out of it. You know, we, we, we learn from the trials of life. We grow and we become a better person because of them. If we experience success, then we give God the glory. We don't become puffed up. We don't think too highly of ourselves. Our identity is not determined by our mistakes or our successes. God does not look at how many times we've messed up. He does not care if we've had you know, great business achievements. What God cares about is that we have given our life to Him and that we're following Him to the best of our ability. Now, we live in a world with a lot of different voices. And these voices sometimes tell us that we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or we're not strong enough. They may tell us to give up or to just quit. They sometimes tell us that we don't belong. They tell us that we are not loved. And we need to understand that these are lies. And that these voices are not speaking the truth. The truth is that we are loved. We are loved by God. The truth is we do belong. We are a part of God's family. And he's taken us in and he's made us his own. And the truth is we are complete because our identity is found in Jesus Christ and we lack nothing. And so this means we can sing along with Lauren Daigle and we can confidently say these words to God. The only thing that matters now is everything that you, God, think of me. In you, Lord, I find my worth and in you I find my identity. And I believe Oh, I believe what you say of me. Oh, I believe. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day when we're able to gather together with all the saints and with you and your Son and the blessed Holy Spirit. And Father, we confess to you that, that we live in a uh, complicated world that we live in a world full of lies 
just as Paul lived in and many others have over the years. But we pray, Father, that we will not believe the lies that are being spread. But instead, we'll focus our attention on you. And that we'll come to find our identity in you. And that we'll come to learn that the only thing that matters is what you say of us. And Father, I pray that everyone here knows that they are loved by you. And that they belong here. And that they are a part of this family. And they're not only loved by you, but they're loved by everyone in this room. And that they're special because you have adopted each and every one of us. And you have made us your own. We're so thankful for that. And we know that this is only possible because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so we pray this in his name. Amen. If you're here this morning and uh, you're not a child of God, um, you haven't been baptized and, and, and made Christ your identity as, as Paul speaks of there in Colossians, and say, one of the most marvelous things that you can do and uh, if, if you're here this morning and you want to do that, or if you just have some questions about that, we would love to, to speak with you or to help you in any way at all. Or if you're here and you need the prayers of this congregation, why don't you come now as we stand, as we sing.